Hello, and thank you for tuning into Pivoting with Emily. My name is Emily, and I'm your host. This podcast is for anyone looking for an escape that leaves them feeling inspired. I'm a woman in my 20s. I'm trying to figure it all out, fight for my dreams, and become the best version of myself along the way. On today's episode, we are talking about the things that fill up my cup, that recharge my battery. If you guys did not already listen to last week's episode, I talked about the things that were really draining for me. And although they are personal to me in my life, I just sat down with a pen and paper and I made a list of things that are really taking my energy versus filling my cup up. And although they're personal to me, I do feel like they were and are relatable. So I'm just sharing my experiences with you guys. And in today's episode, we are specifically talking about the things that have really been recharging me. So I'm excited to delve into that. But before we do, a couple of life updates. They're not too big of a deal, okay? But I need to tell you guys, I watched Princess Diaries 1 and 2. I think it has been years. I think it literally has been five plus years since I sat down and watched those movies. And this is your sign to go onto Disney Plus and watch them. I'm obsessed. And although they're two kind of different movies, I mean, they're the same, but they're different. I really think that Princess Diaries 2 is my favorite. I just love when she falls in love. (laughs) I just think the chase is so cute. I love her in the palace. And I'm just a huge and Hathaway fan. I don't know, guys. I'm just a really big fan of hers. So that's life update number one. Number two, I have been reading Colleen Hoover again. Okay, look, I'm not one of those crazy, like, I'm obsessed with Colleen Hoover people. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I like her books. She's not my favorite author, though. But I do think her books are a great way to get out of a reading slump. Not what I'm trying to talk about, though. I read Verity last year. Verity by Colin Hoover. It's the book that everybody kind of talks about being like so disturbing and crazy and whatever, thrilling, which is unique to Colleen Hoover because she usually writes romance novels. Well, last year I read it. I rated it a five star because it was so thrilling. And I finally got around to reading the final chapter because she came out with an extended chapter. And oh my gosh, I have two things to say. I left, like I closed the book after reading the final chapter and two things. Number one, I felt weird. I don't know another word for it. I just felt weird inside my body after reading it. And it was such a unique experience. I think it's just because it was really disturbing, but I felt weird. And then the number two is that my jaw was dropped. (laughs) So if you guys have read Verity by Colleen Hoover, I am... I think I am team manuscript. I don't know. Reading the last chapter kind of gets you messed up, but I'm team manuscript. I feel like, and if you've read that book, then you know, anyways. And then I also read the sequel to it ends with us. I read it starts with us by Colleen Hoover. And I will say I enjoyed both books just because I really love the main character, Lily and her person, Atlas, but I did like It Ends With Us more, technically. I just felt like there was more of a storyline, more of a plot. But I'm not going to say too much on it because you guys should read it. Those are good books by her. And yeah, those are some updates. What else? What's another update? Oh, as you guys know, I am going through a breakup. 
some crazy stuff is about to happen this upcoming week. So I'm going to Big Bend National Park come this upcoming weekend. It is Monday when you guys are listening to this. And this Thursday, I'm going to Big Bend National Park. It was supposed to be the anniversary trip for me and my boyfriend. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. But I'm going with my mom instead because my mom's a real one. And she's like, Emily, I don't want you to go alone because my parents are so scared of me going to the national park alone. And I'm like, guys, I will be fine. And they're just not having it. So if you guys don't know Big Ben National Park, it does border Mexico. And I'm not trying to say like it's so dangerous, but there are some dangers with being right on the border. So there's that. And my parents were just like not having it, me going by myself. So my mom was like, I'm going to go with you. My dad wanted to go too, but they were supposed to be my pet sitters. So my dad has to stay behind. I feel so bad. But It'll be fine. My dogs will go hang out with their grandpa and have a great weekend, but they better not get fed treats. Y'all know when your parents watch your animals and they just come back chubbier and you're just like, really? Anyways, so, oh, what I was getting at though is that I'm freshly single, (laughs) really going through it. It's fine. Okay, guys. It's just like had some emotional situations happen. Actually, today was kind of an emotional day because my ex reached out to me and he was like, hey, I'm going to like be moving out my stuff while you go to Big Ben. And I'm like, okay, sounds great. And we bought some things like together and just trying to decide like who's getting what and none of it really matters. And I do want to kind of refurnish just because I want the space to be a little bit different. But I'm like, okay, I guess you're going to come in and I'm going to come home to an empty house. I'm like, do I go ahead and order furniture so I'm not waiting too long? I don't know. So that's a lot. Honestly, it's kind of a lot to process and it's a lot to process the fact that our anniversary was just a couple of days ago and I'm about to go on our three year anniversary trip with my mom instead of him because we broke up. I don't know. I'm really unloading on the podcast, but I just feel like this is relatable. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to just be vulnerable on the podcast. So just filling you guys in, whoever's listening. Hello. Welcome to my life. It's chaotic, but that's fine. All of our lives are chaotic in our twenties. I feel like So that's a life update. Anything else? No. Still waiting to hear back from schools. If you guys don't know, I am applying for undergrad programs. I'm going back to school to chase a dream of mine. So I haven't heard back from any schools yet. Just patiently waiting. But anyways, I think that's all the life updates I have. The main takeaway from this life update is that you guys need to watch Princess Diaries 1 and 2. Okay, that's the homework. That's the homework. Okay, now let's get into the three segments. For today's episode, we're going to do my current inspiration, my something I'm looking forward to, and how about a current favorite? Let's do a current favorite through this week. Okay, let's get into them. Let's start with my current inspiration. I am always on Pinterest. I'm always finding quotes that I love, and so I'm just going to share one of those that I've recently pinned for you guys, and it goes, quote, your soul will always tell you when it's time to start a new chapter in your life. Trust it, end quote. I just feel like this speaks volumes to me. I have kind of been on this journey to listen to myself, like my mind, my heart, my soul, my gut, like just literally listen to myself and trust myself for a couple of years now. This isn't some kind of new thing for me, but when I saw this and with the recent changes in my life, I just feel like I was like, okay, like I got me, I trust me. 
And if it's time to start something new, it's time to start something new. If it's time to pivot, it's time to take um, like a turn in my road, then that is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to trust my own personal journey in life. So that quote really spoke to me. I'll just repeat it one more time. It goes, quote, your soul will always tell you when it's time to start a new chapter in your life. Trust it, end quote. Moving on to something I'm looking forward to. I feel like it goes without saying is Big Bend National Park. I have been craving going on long, exhausting hikes and just being one with nature. And I've never been to Big Bend National Park. I'm so freaking excited. We're going on a seven-hour kayaking adventure one of the days. I'm so ready to just be on a boat, load up with sunscreen and bug spray, and just be on the water. I know it sounds silly, but these kinds of things really feel fill my soul. Like they just fill me up. Talk about an energy giver is going and being with nature. Especially American national parks are so good. They are not to be missed. Okay. I feel like Some people haven't really experienced the joys of going on strenuous hikes and like being with nature in these beautiful, amazingly engineered trails. And it is just something else. So if you guys have been wanting to go to a national park, you can do it really cost effectively and have a great time. So you definitely should. Anyways, that is something I'm looking forward to. I'm actually also looking forward to refurnishing my space. I feel like it's going to be fun. Like I love interior design, not in a way of like, I want to do that, but in a way of just, I don't know, it's just fun. One of my favorite things to do on Pinterest is make boards about types of furniture, I guess, (laughs) types of furniture. I recently did my back porch, my back patio area. I did, I redid it. It turned out so cute and I cannot stop hanging out out there. I feel like I really leaned in to what I wanted instead of maybe what is cool or what I found a picture of. Like I really was like, what colors do I want? Like what is suitable to me? And I really leaned into my own personality and I'm obsessed with sitting out there now. So I'm pretty excited to redo my living room. I'm thinking about getting new furniture in my bedroom and then my office space we have a spare bed in here and that's leaving so I was thinking about turning the spare bedroom into like a full-on kind of YouTube studio situation I think that would be really cool and beneficial since I am a content creator so just ideas swirling my brain that I'm really excited about but that is something I'm looking forward to or two things I'm looking forward to. And then my current favorite, this is random. I wanted to start adding this one into the circulation of segments because other podcasters do it. And I just kind of think it's fun. So I wanted to share my favorite coffee creamer with you guys. I get it from Target. I cannot find it anywhere else personally, but it is Silk. So S-I-L-K, Silk brand. And it's called the Vanilla One. And it's dairy-free oat creamer. I love the way this creamer froths. Like when you froth it, (laughs) it just froths so perfectly. And used to, this brand only made the pumpkin spice flavor. But I think because that was so popular this past fall season and winter season that they decided to come out with a few more flavors. And I'm obsessed. Like I am a lawyer. I'm a loyal customer because I grocery shop at HEB, but then I go to Target literally just to get coffee creamer. Like that is loyalty 
It's such a good coffee creamer. I really wish H-E-B would start carrying it, but they don't. Anyways, love this. If you really liked the silk pumpkin spice, there's a chance you're going to like this one too. So you guys should definitely check it out. And that is my current favorite. Now getting into today's episodes, we're pinpointing the things that recharge my battery, that really fill my cup. And the purpose of this episode is to pinpoint those things and try to do more of them. And I'm not talking about the big things in life. So this has nothing to do with the fact that I have to work really hard in school, that I have to maintain a job so that I can pay my bills and that, you know, whatever other duties you might have in your life, like those aren't going anywhere. And we need to try to sustain a good quality of life outside of those things that we do. And I know going to school, going to work, taking care of a child, whatever your situation might be, consumes so much of us. But there are pockets of time where we can really recharge. And when we recharge properly, we can really be the best of our abilities for those other areas in our life, such as going to school and trying to make the best grades you can or whatever you have going on. Number one, and I feel like I have to put this one in here, is getting proper sleep. They say that seven to nine hours of sleep per night is what is best and recommended for proper recovery of our body, our mind, our everything. It helps you look better. It helps you function better, have less brain fog, and it's highly recommended. I can talk from personal experience that consistently getting probably for me a seven to eight hours of sleep per night is a non-negotiable. It is my number one healthy habit. I've probably talked about it on this episode or on this podcast before. It is my number one healthy habit. I feel like my skin looks better. I feel like I'm kinder. I feel just happier. I don't know. I I just feel like I function so much better. And so when it ta- when I whenever I think of habits that are really going to optimize me and my health, I immediately go to sleep. And I don't want to, you know, it's almost something that I don't want to initially go to. Sometimes when you think of a healthy lifestyle, you immediately go to exercise or nutrition. And I really want to kind of be someone to advocate that the first thing we should think of is how can we rest properly so that we can function better when awake. So number one healthy habit is sleep. I could not not say that as the number one energy giver. So proper rest, seven to nine hours of sleep per night is a great goal. Number two is alone time. I know this is different for every personality type, but me personally, spending time alone, having me time is so valuable and it really helps me recharge. So have to say that one as well. Number three is reading. I feel like in today's day and age, we have so many screens. I mean, sitting down at my desk right now, I have three screens looking at me. I have my Mac book, my MacBook, my laptop, and then I have my desktop, and then I have my phone that I'm recording on. I have literally three screens looking at me, and I just feel like we need reading more than ever, literally more than ever, and it doesn't really matter what you read. If you like old school magazines, if you like a Kindle, if you like a physical book, if you like news articles, whatever it is you like to read, get back to that, recenter with that. Not only is it amazing for your cognitive mind, but it's also just a great way to relax and is something that personally really recharges my battery. Number four is to see 
people that I am very close with. So this should not be a large number. We're talking a very small group of people. Probably can only count it on your hand. So for me, the first people I think of is my parents. I'm really close with my parents. So they are people that really recharge my battery. Even though they drive me crazy, they've got my back through and through. And I don't know something about that and just knowing that they love me no matter what. And they always have my best interest in mind and I always have their best interest in mind. I feel like that's just so healthy and I love them so much for it. So my parents go to the top of my list and then just a couple of friends make that list as well. You know, I think everybody has different types of friends and I think it's very important that you get along with a diverse group of people. Like you have different types of people that you can get along with and be friends with, but not everyone's going to recharge you like those very top people recharge you if that makes sense so just being around people that really recharge you make you laugh make you smile and you feel like you can be 120 percent yourself around going into the next two things they're gonna kind of be contradictory of each other but hear me out so number five is goal setting and coming up with a plan of action for me I love doing this. If you guys have never listened to any of my podcast episodes before, you do not know yet. I really am type A and I love to plan out my weekly to-dos, my monthly goals, my yearly goals. I like vision boards. I love having my life being in a specific direction, like having a direction it's going in. I love coming up with plans of actions to accomplish my yearly goals and kind of like breaking them down into monthly goals, weekly goals, daily tasks. That is something I really enjoy doing. But I am more than just the goals I set. And the goals I set, they're not all about career-focused goals that are really rigid and difficult to accomplish. I also put in there like watching movies and reading books and going on certain adventures or vacations. So my goals and my direction have a lot more to do with a holistic view rather than just a career focused direction my life is going in. Does that make sense? Like I don't want to just be like, okay, I want to be a medical doctor one day. While that is true, I also want to be someone who travels consistently, like, you know, eight times a year. I want to be someone who reads 50 books a year. I want to be somebody who maintains a healthy running habit. I want to be somebody who, you know, whatever else I want to do. Be a wine connoisseur. Uh, LOL, I don't drink. But so on and so forth. There are more goals to life. There's more directions to life than just the really intense goals. So I did want to put that in here. But visualizing, dreaming, goal setting, and creating these plans of actions can be so filling and so rewarding for me personally and something that really fills my cup. So it's kind of ironic I say that because my next one is um, number six, which is to live in the moment. I feel like these two things can both exist. You can have a direction you're going in and still live in the moment every single day and enjoy your life and really take it, take life moment by moment and be kind and be honest and be the woman or person that you want to be. 
moment to moment. And I think where a big shift came in for me is I stopped always thinking about what I need to do tomorrow. Like literally, I don't even think about it until it's time to make my tomorrow to-do list. I do not think about it. I'm like, I have made this today's to-do list, which has a variety of different things I do. It's not just about getting my podcast done and editing a YouTube video and doing this schoolwork and going to work. No, I'm also going to the park and walking my dogs. I'm getting in a hit workout. I am reading five chapters of my book. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to cook this new dinner recipe. I'm filling my days with more than just my career goals. I hope I'm making sense here because I really feel like you can dream big and be a progressive thinker and have a direction you're going in and still simultaneously be living in the moment. There's a way in which that does work. And I really want to kind of advocate for that lifestyle because for people like me, it's really easy to always be thinking of tomorrow, thinking of next week, thinking of the next task. Instead of trying to make a good grade on this exam, you're worried about what you're gonna do next semester. Instead of worrying about the patient that you're taking care of right now, you're already worried about the next five patients you're about to have. You know what I mean? So just changing that mindset to being like, okay, I live in the moment. Like this is the moment I'm in and I'm gonna do my best in this very moment. I'm gonna be as happy as I can in this very moment. So. I hope I made sense with those, but let's move on to number seven, which is movement. And movement to me is all in alignment with how my body feels. There is one thing that I do to push myself and that's running. And that's when I have running goals, but everything else I am so chill with. I feel like my body takes really well to walking and stretching, doing yoga, doing Pilates. And the one kind of challenging thing I do that is really good for my cardiovascular health is running. And the endorphins I feel after running, look, that is chef's kiss for me personally. But movement is something that makes me feel so good. It releases so much anxiety that I have pent up. And in general, I think fills my cup. Sometimes I am in such a negative headspace and the last thing I want to do is go on a run and I swear every single time I've thought that and I went on a run anyways, I'm like 180. I'm a totally different person whenever I get back. I feel better. I feel like I'm more refreshed and ready to take on more of my day and I don't know. I just feel so good after I get movement in and it's not that it's always a run. I run anywhere from like two to five times a week, just depending on the week. And all the other days I just get a walk in. I walk my dogs. I go to the park. I do incline walking at the gym. I stretch all the time. I try to do yoga classes or self-led Pilates or self-led yoga. But yeah, movement is so good. I just, for me personally, it's so good for my mental health. And it also just keeps me physically fit, which is something that is important to me as well. The next one is number eight, which is to spend time outside. Fresh air, the sunshine, or even when the weather is not that good, sitting on a porch and just like hearing outdoor noises like the birds or the wind or the rain. The rain, guys. I love it. Nothing beats a sunny day for me, 
but just being outside away from screens, away from everything. I personally have been loving sitting on my back porch and reading. I feel like I've been reading so much more just because of my back porch. And in the mornings, there's always tons of birds chirping. And I do live by a lot of roads, but the road noises don't really bother me. So yeah, spending time outside is the next one. Number nine is upbeat music and dancing. Yes, dancing as well. That is a requirement, but I feel like this is one that is really underrated. I don't know. I just feel like it's so easy to get into a weird headspace and then listen to sad music. I really do. I feel like that is definitely a mood and something people do, and I do myself, but I want to give you guys some song recs to go listen to immediately. Okay, number one is the Shrek soundtrack. Yes, I said what I said. I said what I said. One song particularly has been giving me so much joy is Counting Crows, Accidentally in Love. <laughs> it's on Shrek 2, which I love. The other artist to listen to, Andy Grammer. Love him, love him, love him. Philip Phillips Love. And then I don't, this name is questionable, but his music got me in a good mood lately. So Uncle Cracker, look, we're looking at the early 2000s with this one, but Uncle Cracker, Follow Me, Drift Away, Smile, such good songs. Go listen to him immediately. I'm looking through right now. Oh, okay, here we go. I think this is on Shrek 2, but Smash Mouth All Star, go listen to it. Um, what else do we have here? Okay, those are all the song recs for right now. <laughs> They're kind of old, but they put me in the best mood ever. And I love them. Lately, I have been going on walks and listening to upbeat music instead of listening to podcasts. Well, I do like 50-50. I love podcasts, but I've been listening to upbeat music on my walks lately, and it's just really been a vibe. Another thing is in my car listening to upbeat music, and then whenever I cook dinner. I've just been putting on the jams and enjoying myself. I don't know. I feel like during this time where I'm a little bit sad in life, it would be easy for me to put on like John Mayer and just like be sad. I don't know. Like I feel like his music, he has some like upbeat songs, I guess, but his music can really be a downer too. But I love John Mayer. Don't come after me, Swifties. Okay. Do not come after me. I also love and love more Taylor Swift but I love John Mayer. I always will. I cannot help it. I cannot help it. So anyways, that's the next tip. Let's move on. Number 10 is time with my pets. If you guys don't know, I have two dogs. I have a, they're both mutts, but they look like, one looks like a yellow lab and one looks like a pit bull. If you guys want to see more of them, go follow me or go subscribe to my YouTube channel. I make such good videos over there. I'm so proud of my YouTube channel. I think it is wonderful. You guys need to go check it out. It's if you type in Emily K. Skinner, you will find me. Anyways, spending time with my dogs, taking them to the park, going on walks with them, watching movies with them. When I watched Princess Diaries, I was all cuddled up. And it's just so awesome. Like, it's just amazing. I love spending time with my dogs. I'm a huge dog person. I'm a huge animal person, really. And yeah, just spending time with my dogs is always fun. The next one is laughter. So, of course... This is great medicine for the soul. So you can do this like with your best friend, a hilarious movie, whatever. Even watching TikToks. I mean, honestly, if you're not on the cringy side or bad side of TikTok, TikTok can sometimes really crack you up laughing. And while I'm not going to like suggest you start scrolling on TikTok, 
any way to make you laugh, like just do it. But the best, the best is laughing with someone. I know my best friend, we all have that one friend where you get around them. The only thing you do is literally crack up laughing at old stories 24 seven, go be around them more. If you have a person like that, go be around them more. And if you don't have a person like that, that's okay too. I have barely any friends. I'm on a journey to make more friends. So I'm with you. If you're a loner, I'm with you, girl. Okay, I really am. But laughter, so good for the soul. Number 12 is self-care that doesn't break the bank. Okay, I'm not a girly that gets her nails done. I don't get my hair done or anything like that. Not because I'm opposed. I've just always been on a budget ever since I moved out of my parents' house. I've had to pay all my own bills. And I've just literally always been on a budget. I don't really know a luxurious lifestyle because I've always hustled and worked and yeah, it's tough. It's been tough. Okay. It's been tough girl, but, um, doing self-care that doesn't break the bank. I feel like eye masks, face masks, um, maybe treating myself to a manicure sometimes, but just things that don't break the bank. I don't know. It's kind of annoying whenever you experience something amazing. It costs like an arm and leg and you're like, do I even like it that much? I don't know. Whenever I was getting my nails done more, I feel like it got to the point where I was like, I don't even know if I like these that much. And I'm spending so much on them versus lately I've been doing a lot of eye masks and face masks just from like Target and it's been so lovely specifically eye masks I feel like those are my thing I love waking up and getting those on my eyes I really I feel like I don't even need them but they're just so much fun and I feel good when I wear them so self-care that doesn't break the bank um next up is silent hobbies okay For this one, it kind of has to do with the people that recharge from a lot of alone time. So I am someone who loves brain stimulation personally. So working on puzzles like Scrabble, chess, checkers, word puzzles, things like that is a big recharger for me. My number one is definitely puzzles, like physical puzzles, like old school puzzles, you know, that you put together. I love doing those. I usually always have one in rotation. Right now I'm doing one of the Marvel character, Black Widow. She is a bad bitch. Okay. So she's my puzzle right now. And yeah, I feel like that's my thing, but maybe yours is painting or drawing, maybe playing an instrument. Um, whatever is your thing, like your, your silent hobby. I know. Okay. Well, playing an instrument is not silent, but I guess what I'm trying to say by this is something you're kind of doing alone for no one and you're getting a lot of fulfillment from it. That's kind of like a silent hobby to me. I don't know. I feel like there's room for interpretation there. So silent hobbies, I feel like those are cool. Those are cool. Okay. Number 14 is to nourish my body with what it needs. Nourishing my body with what it needs. Yes, what a concept. Well, look, I'm really non judgmental about what I put into my body. I eat all foods. I'm not any kind of like free of this or do this fad diet. Like, I'm very anti diet. I really lean into what my body likes and like that's all there is to it. So, yeah, I just don't identify with anything, if that makes sense. Even though there's definitely foods, I could list off a couple foods that I don't eat, but they're literally because I don't like them or they make my stomach hurt. Like beans, well, overconsumption of beans, they literally make my stomach feel like they're in knots. It hurts so bad. I hate eating beans. And then what's something else? Oh, and I don't really like seafood. So like, unless I just don't like it, then I'm probably not going to uh, consume it. 
but I don't label myself. Anyways, I'm kind of getting on a tangent. Nourishing my body with what it needs. That basically just means that I'm aware that I'm mainly eating whole foods. But with wherever you're at in your food journey, in your nutrition journey, with educating yourself and learning your body and trying not to take opinions from people that are really rigid, that's that's a key thing. Don't listen to people that try to do anything extreme. Just trust me. That's a no-go. That's a red flag. But just being non-judgmental, listening to myself, listening to my body. Um, if a food gives me like a lot of energy, kind of keep eating it. And then primarily just eating like a whole foods-based diet, I feel like is a good rule of thumb. Like an apple. An apple is an apple. A turkey patty is a turkey patty. A banana is a banana. You know what I mean? Like just whole foods. I feel like nourishing myself that way is really beautiful and a great thing to do for myself. I I feel really good whenever I make a dish and it's filled with ingredients that are all just one name, onions and garlic. And I don't know, I'm just naming random stuff, but that is the last one, guys. I feel like those are all the things that really fill my cup, really recharge me. Um, I know I got a little deep on some, but these are all things that I'm just trying to do more of. I want to rest properly. I want to read. I want to see people that make me feel good about myself. I want to set goals, but still live in the moment. I want to move my body in a way that feels good to me. I want to spend as much time possible outside because I love being outdoors. I want to listen to upbeat music, dance when I feel like it, and just be free. I want to spend time with my pets. I want to laugh with people that I love. I want to do self-care that doesn't break the bank. You know, my little eye patches. I want to do those as much as possible. Silent hobbies like working on puzzles. Um, And then I want to nourish my body with things that make me feel good. So those are all the things that have been filling my cup lately. That is the podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed kind of this two-part episode of energy takers and energy givers. If you did, if you're still here, if you're still listening, please do give this episode and this podcast a five-star rating with wherever you're listening to this. I have a podcast Instagram as well. It is at Pivoting with Emily. I also have personal accounts. You can find me basically everywhere at Emily K. Skinner if you guys are interested in that. And that is all I have for you guys today. So I will see you next week.